Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. My guest today is Ada Fox, who runs a site called Black Carnivore. I'm personally not tied to a particular way of eating other than whole real foods, but Ada found this particular way of eating has helped many people reverse disease, some pretty quickly. She especially wants to share it with the black community because they have higher instances overall of lifestyle diseases. According to the Office of Minority Health, black people are more likely to die at early ages than other races and more likely to have high blood pressure, diabetes, or stroke at younger ages like 35 to 49 that are more common in white people 50 and over. And they have three times the rate of kidney failure. And of course, we recently saw worse outcomes during the COVID pandemic. Here's A-Day. Well, listen, I, um, I just became aware of you this summer when I was kind of following Paleo FX and unfortunately, um, that went south when we found out they were spreading some um, pretty offensive misinformation. Um, but then I, um, our attention all turned to the Metabolic Health Summit, and you were a speaker there. And you also did a panel there. So that's um, when I became aware of your content, and you have a lot of content. Do you, uh, do you want to start with your backstory? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I do have a lot of content. And, um, you know, that's really because I've struggled a lot with my health. And, uh, and I've seen a lot of people in my family struggle with metabolic disease of some sort, you know, whether it's high blood pressure, obesity, um, diabetes, uh, stroke, uh, heart disease. And, um, you know, I was tired of seeing that. I, uh, I assumed that that was my destiny and that that was what was going to happen to me, and I didn't really question it. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I, as I have gone on my health journey and started to understand what, what are the causes of metabolic disease, and, you know, and I talk about that because that's, of course, the, uh, that's a lion's share of what is, you know, causing death in this country, um, illness and death in this country. But, uh, you know, I, as I started to understand, you know, where food fits in and um, where other health practices fit in, I started to understand that, you know, this message that I have been told all my life that I will have diabetes, obesity, you know, uh, stroke, you know, high blood pressure, all of that, because I am black, I learned that that is not true. Um, I think that it is um, it, it's it is happening that you have you know a, uh, those diseases are rampant in the black community and the outcomes are worse um, even when you control for um, you know access to healthcare finances uh, you know um, socioeconomic uh, status and all of that kind of stuff. And so I really wonder why, why is there that difference? And what science tells us is that, uh, or what I have been told by doctors, <laughs> is that um, blackness is a risk factor for these diseases. But in fact, when I, you know, th- there is new research that is looking at the role of, um, you know, of racism on 
uh, metabolic syndrome, and there is found to be, you know, a very strong correlation. And that, um, and I think that that really is the difference. So, yes, I think that, uh, you know, these diseases are worse in the black community, not because of, you know, a genetic, you know, aspect of being black, but because of the experience of blackness in America, the, um, you know, the experience of racism, the stress of that adds to the poor dietary choices that, you know, all of us are really suffering from and creates this worse outcome. So as I started to understand that and look back at my own life, look at the lives of people I know, my family, my friends, I really wanted to bring this message forward and, um, and give people another, another way of approaching their health. Uh, you know, right now, veganism is um, on the rise, and it is, and I think a lot of black people are turning to it because, you know, we're suffering from illness like everybody else, and, uh, and I think a lot of times doctors don't know what to say. You know, they tell people, well, lose some weight. You know, that'll help with the diabetes or whatever. And, you know, and then you ask, well, how do I lose weight? And they're like, I, I don't know, just try Weight Watchers, you know, maybe Jenny Craig, I don't know. And, um, or, you know, or then they say, well, maybe try cutting out meat or eating, you know, more organic. And so I think people are just sort of, you know, trying different things. And um, for those, you know, who try veganism or vegetarianism and it works, great, you know, keep going. But, like, for the people who struggle to continue to eat that way and they're not getting the outcomes that they're really desiring, I wanted to try to create – you know, another path uh, and, and make sure that the information is out there so that if somebody wants to try a different way, they can. So what I found that, you know, for me personally was, um, you know, I uh, hit, I think it was in 2015, I hit my all-time highest weight and I was in the most pain. Like I had a lot of joint pain, a lot of, you know, stiffness, aches. Um, I had a lot of inflammation. Um, my uh, allergies and asthma were out of control. Like, it just my health was, you know, really in the toilet. And um, that was sort of, you know, the number of things happened, but I ended up on a keto diet. And even before I lost much weight, I think I had lost like eight pounds, but like all of the aches and pains were gone. And eight pounds wow. to me, didn't, that wasn't enough to, to explain why all of the aches and pains were gone. Um, and so right. I became super fascinated and I like went down the rabbit hole of studying, you know, and, and at the time we didn't even use the word keto, but in, um, you know, in, in 2015, I was like looking at what is low carb? Why does, you know, removing or reducing carbohydrates have this effect on the body? And so that's really began, you know, my studies. I went on to lose 80 pounds. I felt, you know, so much better, wow. um, and and then I continued, but I continued on this health journey of learning more. Um, one of the things that kind of kept me going was that I saw a, a lot of improvement, but there were other people who were getting even more improvement than me, and I couldn't figure out why I was lagging. And so as I continued just to listen to other people and study, um, you know, I continued to hear about eating a carnivore diet, which is um, – it is still a ketogenic diet. I'm still in ketosis. That's important to me. I think that's, you know, valuable in terms of your health and healing. But um, it is uh, – but I'm also removing foods to which 
you know, that I'm allergic to or have sensitivity to. And that combination of going carnivore is what really launched my health in, uh, you know, into the, um, onto the next level. And um, so, you know, I continued to study and understand about carnivore, and then I really wanted to bring this message to people. But it is very, you know, this is a very controversial way of eating. It is, you know, it goes 100% against everything we've ever been taught about what is healthy and what is food. So, you know, it took some time to, like, work up the nerve and to kind of figure it out and and to start talking about it. Um, But that's really what I've done. So I don't know. Did I give you a good backstory there? I kind of, I think I went in a bunch of different directions. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that does give me a good backstory. But one thing, um, you know, and we were going to talk last week and I had to postpone. And so I ended up listening to some of your podcasts and I was not aware that you had a, you mentioned in one of them that you have a PhD in, as in paleontology. Uh, well, I was getting my PhD in anthropology. Um, I've advanced to Canada, oh, but I have not. Um, I right, I did my orals and written, but I haven't um, I finished the you know the research and written it and, and everything. And, and I don't intend to. <laughs> so I have advanced oh, to Canada, okay. but I don't have a PhD. Yeah, and in anthropology. But yes. Um, so in my former life, that was the first thing I did after college. I went to grad school. And, I, you know, I've always been interested in other cultures, uh, travel, um, just like, how, you know, who human beings are, where we came from, all of that. So it was, you know, sort of a natural fit from the, you know, the moment I took my first anthropology class, it was like, this is my major. And, um, and I've, I was interested, I took, you know, a lot of the science courses on biolog- uh, biological anthropology, you know, where you kind of study, you know, how we've evolved and how our bodies function, how we, um, you know, what, what is necessary for us to survive, to eat. So, you know, even in the early 90s, um, I was sort of thinking about diet and what, you know, what people were eating around the world and what, you know, what you could say is the, you know, correct human diet. So, um so yeah, I you know definitely had uh, an understanding of um, of health you know academically, and then I left that field and, and moved into public service. I've worked for uh, many elected officials and then ultimately ran for a public office myself. Um, you know I'm very interested in social justice, and that was um, definitely an opportunity to try to you know do some good in my community and to. You know, and, and that's something that I continue to be interested in today. So, um, you know, I, I now have started this community to, again, you know, bring information and try to, um, you know, to help my community in, improve our health and our well-being. Well, that's great. Yeah, because notably in politics there are some – um, you know, the mayor, obviously, Eric Adams, and, um, you know, there's pressure coming from everywhere to be uh, plant-based, plant-based. It's just everywhere. And so, yeah, it must be kind of challenging for you to be coming with the opposite message in the same community. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely strange, <laughs> 
but uh, I think that most people love to eat meat. Most people feel better. And when, um, you know, they give it a try, they, they actually feel the difference quite quickly. And, in fact, so this was something else that um, I've started doing is a five-day carnivore challenge and um, helping people just get on this diet and do it for five days. And I think, um, you know, obviously you're not going to reverse disease, lose 50 pounds, all this other stuff in five days, but there are significant changes that happen. They give you an idea about whether this way of eating is going to work for you. So I have been really surprised myself at how quickly eating this way reduces inflammation. So in my last five-day challenge, um, you know, I, there was a woman who had, uh, well, uh, SIBO and um, I think ulcerative colitis. I don't know why I have so much trouble saying that word. Anyway, she always had pain with eating, pain, bloating. You know, it was just it, like she often didn't eat because it was just too much, too, too difficult. And um, so she did this for five days, and the whole five days had no pain. So I thought that was stunning. I mean, stunning. Yeah. You know, that like right away this had an impact, a beneficial impact. Uh, you know, there was another woman who um, wore a knee brace all the time, was always in a lot of pain. Um, uh, she, you know, going up and downstairs, you know, she'd have to take one at a time, and it was very slow and very painful process. And it had been like that for years. On by day four, she had gone all day without wearing her knee brace and had gone up and down the stairs multiple times, you know, normally, not like having to take them one at a time. And um, and I was like, you know, that is stunning. Like if you had taken a drug, I mean, she had been, you know, taking drugs for pain, which obviously have huge risks. But if you were, you know, able right. to be given a pill so that in four days' time, like you could – completely <laughs> remove the pain with no risk at all. Like that's a, you know, if there were such a pill, I mean, that would be so, so, uh, it would be so valuable. You'd be, you'd make, a, you know, billions of dollars. But here we've got this way of doing it with food that's easy and tasty and, you know, let's keep going with this. Let's see what happens. So, um, you know, so for people who are struggling with various types of things, you know, you can see, you can see right away whether you're going to see any kind of benefit. Um, it may, it obviously, depending on how long the disease is, how entrenched it is, you know, what your overall health is, you know, you may need to do this six months, a year, two years to, um, you know, to, to really resolve, you know, some of those uh, issues. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but it, uh, but it, it's pretty stunning how quickly um, you can start to see some change. So, uh, you know, to that end, I actually have another challenge uh, that's starting uh, next week. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to publish oh, it, but I do, um, I do it pretty frequently because, um, you know, I really just wanted people to, to get a taste of this. Just, you know, try it. Um, so the next one is going to start on uh, October 3rd, so that's next Monday. And, um, yeah, if you're interested, uh, check out my website, blackcarnivore.com, and you can, um, no, blackcarnivore.com forward slash challenge, and you can find me as well. 
Well, that's great. Yeah, with the knee pain, you know, I think um, from what I know of people that have had knee pain, they usually go to their doctor and get on like a waiting list for a knee replacement and without really much, certainly never suggesting that they change their diet to see if anything would help. You know, it's usually like the pain meds and then the complete replacement where they saw out the joint and put in <laughs> bionic parts. So the fact that she did that in five days, um, you know, and avoided any kind of surgery probably, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and everything we can do to, to avoid surgery. My mom had um, knee replacement surgery, and it was like a major, major challenge uh, and very painful. And, you know, there's all this rehab. Like, it's not, you know, it's not, if you can avoid that, I would definitely think you'd want to. Yeah, right, right. And you had some um, instances, you had a lot of transformation stories on uh, your podcast, and some of them reduced their blood pressure fairly quickly. That was uh, really impressive to me. Yeah, I so I part of the reason why I started my YouTube channel was that I, you know, as I joined the carnivore space and tried to learn more about eating this way and all the benefits and everything, you know, I realized that I didn't see people who looked like me, and I think that it is important to, um, especially when you're doing something so different, like you really need to see people who, who um, you know, who are like you or who have similar experiences to you. Uh, I think that many people um, are, I'm interested in science and I kind of enjoy reading um, scientific studies, but I think most people are not really into that. And so it's not going to be a study or an explanation of the physical mechanism that is going to be convincing to them. It really is going to be, you know, having your aunt or the lady down the street or, you know, the, the deacon at your church or, um, you know, somebody that you have some kind of relationship with, having success eating this way and talking about their story, that, that person's story is going to be more impactful than, um, you know, me explaining, like, why this is supposed to work or why this is supposed to be good for you. So I made it my um, goal then uh, to, you know, just interview as many um, black people following a carnivore way of eating and uh, let them tell their stories of, of success, what, what has happened to them, and to put that on my YouTube channel. So at this point, I, would, I guess I would say I'd have the largest library of um, – these uh, success stories, and um, and and it, I think it's been a really helpful thing because you know these are people from all different walks of life, all different life experiences, all different kinds of health conditions, who um, are achieving relief and um, and optimizing their health by eating this way. So I often talk about uh, diabetes and blood pressure because, you know, those are things, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. If I walk into any room, you know, seven out of ten people are probably, you know, on some kind of medication to, um, you know, to deal with those conditions or getting ready to be on those medications. So I do talk about that a lot, and blood pressure is one of those things, you know, it's sort of silent until, you know, it's a a big problem. So you don't really feel it, and so a lot of times people can kind of ignore it, but, um, you know, but it's causing damage, of course, 
uh, all the time that you have it. And, um, and it's one of those things that seems to respond quite quickly on a carnivore diet. So uh, it's, it's really been fascinating to, to hear stories from people about getting off of medications. Um, so a, a recent interview that I did um, with Chuck, he had been on uh, high blood pressure medication for 10 years. I mean, it was not a short period of time. And his blood pressure, you know, only climbed through those years. And he tried all different things, you know, vegetarian and vegan and pescatarian and all these different ways of eating. And, you know, he only, his weight only, you know, continued to rise. And um, his blood pressure, you know, continued to go up. Uh, but six weeks on a... Um, you know, on a carnivore diet, and it all went back to normal, and he's off medication. Um, I had, uh, I used to do 21-day challenges, and that, you know, uh, to help people get a little bit further along on our carnivore journey, and um, in many of those challenges, people came in with high blood pressure, uncontrolled high blood pressure, or um, blood pressure uh, medication, and um they ended three weeks later with normal blood pressure, off of medication, and, um, you know, and feeling great. So it was really uh, amazing to me how quickly those things really started to happen. Um, so, of course, I tell people, you know, you need to work with your doctor when you're getting off medication. So just do this on your own, of course. Uh, but lots of people, you know, do it anyway. Um, they uh, don't necessarily take their medications all the time and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I do, I, I do want to say, like, you have to be careful. This, uh, this way of eating is so powerfully um, uh, healing that uh, many times you will have to get off of medication quite quickly, and that needs to be done with your doctor. Yeah, and it's obviously for diabetes as well because if they're on two or three meds to lower their blood sugar and they're not taking in any sugar or carbs, um, the medications are going to put them too low as well. But I'm, I'm sure, especially with blood pressure, that would be challenging to go to your doctor because they all think it's because of uh, saturated fat and salt, so they're going to tell you, <laughs> not to do the challenge if you're honest with them, you know. So I can see it be um, something that, that a lot of people would just take on, take up on their own, which you don't want to necessarily yeah. recommend, right? But uh, but interesting. Well, yeah, a lot interesting of people. Um, a lot of people say they are going to. Um, you know, go no salt, and they, you know, they try to change our cooking and stuff. And but you know, it's it's hard to go no salt, and um, it doesn't feel good or taste good. And I find that once people, um, you know, once people uh, kind of switch around and um, you know try a keto diet and add back the salt, like the the changes are so dramatic and so amazing that, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, this no salt approach is not working for high blood pressure. Right, right. It's not effective. Yeah, so that's what I see as well. Um, interesting. Are there particular foods that are the most problematic in the black communities? Is it, um, say, sweetened drinks or, or high carb? What are the 
foods that make um, that you would see causing the health disparities. I know you did mention the high stress, and obviously that's a big part of it too. But are there particular foods? Well, I so I think that um, you know my experience is that a low carb diet uh, is an incredibly helpful way of reversing metabolic syndrome and metabolic disease. So um, it is the first and and most effective way of kind of dealing with that. And then, um, so as I said, I'm on a carnivore diet, and um, I sort of see any kind of carb restriction as moving you in the right direction. And different people will need different levels of restriction in order to, uh, you know, achieve success for whatever their goals are. So for me, I did better when I went to carnivore, and I felt a lot better. Other people will be fine, you know, if they limit their carbs to 30 grams a day or 50 grams a day. Or some people who are very physically active or, you know, performance athletes, maybe they go up to 100 grams a day. But, um, you know, you kind of have to – you have to shape your diet – to match your goals and your lifestyle. So uh, that's what I always encourage people to do. Um, There's a wide range, but anytime you can start to restrict the carbohydrates, that's where you're going to see that success. And, um, and of course, that works because you're, um, when you're not consuming the sugar, you're letting your insulin levels drop, and that um, allows you to release the water, a lot of the inflammation that is, you know, causing pain and, and stuff in your body. Um, it allows you to uh, release fat and, um, you know, sugar that is built up in your system and, and leading you down that road to higher um, A1C and, and diabetes and so on. So the beginning is to, to restrict your carbohydrates. Uh, most people... I guess kind of start with trying to like, you know, not eat chocolate and donuts and cookies and that sort of thing. Um, then you really have to also look at grains and take out, um, you know, flours, pastas, rice, that sort of thing. So uh, many people start to see, you know, real significant improvement when just just going keto, you know, eating less than 50 grams of, of carbs a day and, um, and limiting – uh, you know, and, and making those carbs come from low-sugar fruits and um, vegetables. So that is what I did to lose weight, and I lost 80 pounds. I still had a lot of inflammation and autoimmune conditions, which I now realize um, came from my exposure to these other, you know, to vegetable and fruit fruit products, as well as dairy. So when I removed dairy um, while carnivore, uh, my asthma just stopped instantly. And I, at the time that I went carnivore, my asthma was actually pretty out of control. And I had gone to urgent care twice because I just couldn't breathe. And they ultimately said, uh, you know, they sent me to like a pulmonologist because I hadn't been diagnosed before. And, um, you know, they you know, diagnosed me as having allergy-induced asthma. So, you know, basically it meant as I got inflamed from whatever, whatever the thing was, 
it, you know, made my lungs inflamed and I couldn't breathe. Um, but I also have allergies and eczema. So those three things usually travel together in people. Right. And, um, and so I, once I took out the, the dairy, and, you know, dairy is a little bit, I mean, it's not controversial, but it is um, an animal product. So when I, I and I, I probably should have defined this earlier, but when I say a carnivore diet, I mean I eat primarily or exclusively from the animal kingdom. So that means um, eggs, dairy, uh, beef, fish, chicken, you know, pork, uh, lamb, like any of that is all part of the animal kingdom. But some people have, you know, more sensitivities. So I'm careful with eggs because I, I also am a little sensitive to that and uh, dairy, uh, and I remove dairy. Um, people can also still be considered carnivores, and they eat uh, what I call moderate carnivore, where they're having um, uh, coffee, herbs and spices, uh, maybe low-sugar fruits like avocados and olives, and then and you can be a relaxed carnivore and also include some artificial sweetener, occasional vegetables. Like if you're, I don't know, at a restaurant and a side comes, people might eat it, that sort of thing. So, you know, there's a wide range of what carnivore actually looks like and different ways that people can do it and put it together for them. And um, so I was uh, saying that for myself, uh, when I took out the dairy, that really made a huge, huge difference for me. And I'm also learning that um, I have a, a number of other conditions, which now, you know, newer research is suggesting that those things are very much tied to gut health and, um, you know, and may also be another expression of my autoimmune problems. So, um you know, that has really got me thinking. Like, I, I sort of fell into carnivore not knowing uh-huh. that it was going to have this huge impact on so much of my health. You know, I came to it, like, trying to lose weight and, you know, yeah. regained health, got off medication. Like, I started feeling amazing. And that's, that was really brand new for me. Um, and, you know, and I'm really grateful to have landed here and excited to keep learning more about the, you know, the gut connection and the autoimmune health and bring this message to other people and help other people have, you know, have a lot of success. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. Um, I'm sure that there's many, many people that could benefit from, uh, yeah, and I like the way you spread it too, like, um, not necessarily quoting scientific studies, but connecting people. Um, yeah, if people know someone that it's worked for, I think they're a lot more likely to try it. So, so you have a variety of memberships, and you also have a lot of free content, including your podcast, which I found has uh, over 70 episodes, and you have YouTube videos. Um, so um, do you want to... Tell us again where people can find you if they uh, want to get started. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm on Instagram at Black Carnivore. I'm also on YouTube. Black Carnivore is the name of my channel. I um, upload my interviews uh, onto my uh, podcast, uh, which is called Black Carnivore, um, although I am behind. So there are newer... Uh, 
um, episodes on my YouTube channel that are not yet up on the podcast, but I will get to that soon. Okay. And um, I also, yeah. And, uh, and then you can go to um, my website, blackcarnivore.com, to learn more about my online community. So, um, you know, I think that eating this way is, <laughs> it is a really big challenge um, when you live in a world that's filled with sugar. Most of us are not living with, uh, you know, in households where the whole household is, you know, is eating this way. So a lot of people need support on a day-to-day basis to, you know, to stay out of the cookie jar and all of that stuff and to stay on track. And so that is why I wanted to create a community to continue to provide that ongoing support um, because, uh, you know, it's just necessary. Even for, you know, the most committed of us, it can be hard when, um, you know, you're, you're, you're just trying to make your way in a sugar, sugar-filled world. So um, I, I encourage folks to join in. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Anything else you want to add before I stop recording? Oh, okay. Uh, I just had a you know a great time talking, and um, you know, and I hope to all the listeners that um, you know I really wish you the best of luck on your health journey. Uh, it is, you know, it's I. I I'm always very impressed when I see people who decide to push past what, you know, they're told by their doctor or um, read the magazine and really explore and see what else is out there and what other people are doing because there are some pretty spectacular stories of healing and success that would not happen if, you know, people hadn't been willing to try. And I do make my challenge really short, the five days, because, you know, even if you think that, you know, your cholesterol is going to go sky high, you're going to drop dead of a heart attack um, from eating meat and and eggs, that's just not going to happen in five days. So you've got five days to, uh, you know, to get some clarity and see what happens. And I think that I can't imagine that anything that makes me feel healthier and better and improve my health markers in five days or a month or however long is going to be something that ultimately kills me further down the road. I mean, things that make you unhealthy make you unhealthy. Things that make you healthier lead to further health and energy and vitality and vigor. So, you know, but you have to experience this for yourself and make your own, you know, decision. And, um, you know, for anybody watching, I invite you to, come check out my content and, and really consider whether this is something that you ought to try. Awesome. Takeaways. Think of the laws of potential, vitality, quality of life in both the black and white communities, the loss of talent and the role of elders as examples in a family, and how different could that be with good health? We didn't get into the subject of exercise, but Ada told me she's taken up roller skating. And speaking of black women exercising, I recently found out that Ernestine Shepard is teaching exercise classes by Zoom, and they're Saturday afternoons, just $20. 
I'm not an affiliate, but if you don't know her story, she's an 86-year-old personal trainer. So I'm going to try her class myself, and she has an amazing story. So please check out Ada's website at blackcarnivore.com. Consider trying a challenge. She has 75 episodes of her podcast that include at least five doctors and many transformation stories. And she's on Instagram as well. Thanks again for listening to the Off the Couch podcast. Have a great day. Take a small step. See you next week. Thank you.